0: When you start to notice some negative self-talk, I want you to stop and ask yourself if what you're telling yourself is a fact or an unfounded assumption. Hi everyone, I'm gonna dive into this episode and speak to those who are really hard on themselves and maybe struggling with low self-esteem. I've lived here so many times in my life, and I really want you to take some time to think about what it's costing you to live in that space, the space where your inner voice keeps questioning your abilities, the endless scrolling through perfect family photos on social media that make you doubt your own life, the amount of time you've spent laying awake in bed overthinking all the things and the crazy expectations that you have to be perfectly doing everything. First of all, I want you to know that you're not alone. I've checked all the boxes many times in my life. I get how you might feel like you're losing your own identity or feeling like the day-to-day pressures are getting to you. And let's not forget the loneliness that can come when... We're feeling socially isolated when we're dealing with all of it. I want to talk to you about what I've done to overcome these things at different times in my life and what I believe can help you overcome them in yours. I was in a really low place in my life a few years ago. I was feeling like I couldn't even get the little things right. Really down on myself as a mom while having a really hard time in my marriage and my mom was diagnosed with cancer and going through chemo and radiation all during the first year of all of us going through COVID. So, navigating life as a healthcare provider was just one of the most challenging times in my life. I just felt like I was losing control of all the most important things to me. I was the saddest that I had been in a really long time. I spent a lot of time alone, having trouble sleeping, eating how I normally do, keeping up with my friendships. All I could focus on was cleaning my house, getting my job done, and putting puzzles together. (laughs) Like, that sounds so silly, but literally it's all I could do. I remember months of scrolling through Instagram and Facebook and getting angry and upset because everyone else just seemed to have their crap together. It's sad to say, but every time I saw a beautiful family photo, I would just bash myself and feel so much worse than I did before I started scrolling. It was rare that I had any positive feelings when I would go on. And yet I kept torturing myself multiple times a day because it just, it was just a part of my routine. It was something that I did before the solo and something that felt familiar. So I would just log on and scroll. It took me months to finally say enough was enough, and I needed a mental break from the comparison game I was playing. So I had taken the apps off of my phone and just started healing myself without the added distraction that was keeping me in a really low place. And it was a relief to not have that constant reminder of what I perceived to be better lives than mine. The other thing that I was doing during this time was isolating from the friends that I usually would hang out with. The problem I was running into here was the majority of the people that I was hanging out with were really close friends that I had met through my husband's friends. That was a reality check for me that I knew I needed to start nurturing more of the friendships that I had that I wouldn't be at risk of losing if my husband and I weren't going to make it in our marriage. And I don't mean that I would completely lose the close friends that I had made through my husband, but our friendship would naturally change. We do a lot of things together, which I love. We go on friend vacations multiple times a year. Our kids are in some of the same sports, so we would grab lunch and dinners together after games, hang out almost every weekend. So it wouldn't be me doing those things with them anymore if my husband and I separated. I was feeling a little lonely during that time because I was putting up this wall and not coming around as much as I was before to try to protect myself from the pain I was uncertain might be coming. I wasn't communicating this with them either. So that made it a little bit more awkward when we would hang out. And I can't really speak for them, but I'm sure it made them feel some sort of way like I just didn't care or didn't want to hang out with them but I really did I care about them very much but the thought of not having that same connection was too painful for me to be around them at the time as much as I was before so I told my husband that we really needed to start hanging out with my family and other friends more and he was pretty good about making that effort to do it which I very much appreciated that experience at the time made me realize how much i missed those other friend family connections that i wasn't tending to as often so something else worth mentioning about when my life was crashing down on me there was something that i was doing that i felt i had complete control over at the time and that was cleaning a lot of cleaning i mean i obsessively cleaned during that time i'm talking there were no dishes in the sink Laundry was done daily, and you better believe that the clothes were color-coded in all the closets. There was nothing out of place. Beds were made daily. For months, I lived like this, and because I didn't want to be in my own thoughts and needed to stay busy... I started running out of things to clean in the house, so I started taking my troubles out on my yard. And this was no small job. We had a two acre yard with flower beds that needed like 20 yards of mulch to cover. I was mowing and weeding, weed whacking, raking. I mean, my yard was looking flawless. I I just desperately needed to have some kind of control over my life. So side note, if you ever stop at my house unannounced on a random weekday, and my house looks like it's straight out of a magazine, my life's probably in shambles and I'm gonna need you to question my sanity. So cleaning as a distraction isn't, it's not always a bad thing, but when it starts to disrupt your life like it was mine, I was exhausted and would get so upset if anything was out of place. So if this is you, then it might be time to take a look at what's going on in your life that's making you clean like a crazy person it doesn't feel good to clean and clean and then something is out of place and you start bashing yourself or feeling like you're not good enough because you can't find the match to a sock. I mean, that sounds extreme, but that's just where I was at the time. So having a perfectly clean house tends to be the surface concern. There is likely something happening under the surface that may need to be addressed and dealt with. So for me, once I started focusing on the real issues I was having. That's when I started to lighten up on the extreme cleaning lady lifestyle. And my house is much less orderly nowadays. I don't lose my crap near as often as I did before that time when um, it comes to having a messy lived in house. So Now, cleaning does continue to be my default when I'm dealing with uncomfortable emotions, but it's on a different level now. So, for example, if my husband and I are in a disagreement or an argument at the house or I'm having a different interaction with my kids and I'm feeling frustrated, you can most certainly see me taking this out on the kitchen counters. (laughs) Um, You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I... I need to start paying attention if my husband is picking fights with me when the house is a mess and he might not be in the mood to clean. That would be some BS. I'm, I might be on to him. i got to start paying attention to that. Anyways, so, okay, here's what I want you to think and try. If you're struggling with any low moments in your life that are causing you to have low self-esteem, self-doubt, negative self-talk, isolating yourself from people, or just playing the comparison game, I want you to consider temporarily limiting the amount of time that you're spending on social media if it's making you feel like a dumpster fire more than it's making you feel happy. It's not a good feeling to daily compare yourself to others when you're already feeling like crap about yourself. It's a sure way to set yourself up for more negative self-talk. Trust me, I know. Um, And that's why I ended up taking the apps off of my phone. And I did this, I took a six-month break so I could really focus on just repairing my life and how I was feeling. You don't need to be going this extreme if you don't want to. Maybe what this looks like for you is limiting your daily social scroll to 30 minutes a day and really paying attention to if you're still spending that 30 minutes not feeling good about yourself or your life or whatever's happening, then maybe you need to cut it back to 15 minutes daily, so on, so on. I also want you to try being more compassionate with yourself. And I'm not underestimating how difficult this can be for some people, but I really want you to try this anyways. When you start to notice some negative self-talk, I want you to stop and ask yourself if what you're telling yourself is a fact or an unfounded assumption. Replace the self-criticism with some self-compassion. So instead of saying, ugh, like I forgot to pack Jimmy's favorite snack today, I suck. Give yourself some slack. You're human. We are going to forget things sometimes and little Jimmy is fine. He's he's a good boy, he's taken care of, he's fed, he's loved, you are a good mom. It's not easy to remember all the things all the time. So replace the negative thought with a positive or maybe a neutral thought. So instead of saying, I'm a crap mom, tell yourself, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not talking to myself like this anymore. I am a good mom. Or maybe it's, I'm doing the best that I can. This is going to feel like, building a muscle. If your default thought is to talk trash to yourself, it's going to take some practice to rewire that self-communication. You're going to get some resistance and it's going to feel unnatural. So the key is repetition. The more that you replace the negative thought with a positive or neutral one over time, this new thought will become the default thought and it may be unrealistic for you to go from a negative thought to a positive one. So take small steps. Use a neutral thought until that becomes the default, and then you can move to replacing the neutral thought with a more positive one. This is going to take time and patience, but it's worth the effort, I promise. I also want you to make sure that you're celebrating your accomplishments. So keep a list of them, big and small, and remind yourself of them daily. We have so many different day-to-day responsibilities and we just kind of start going through the motions. So we can sometimes take for granted the little moments that move us forward and towards our goals. Those are the game-changing accomplishments, the stepping stones that do need some recognition. I've been checking in with myself lately and intentionally making myself say five things that I can celebrate from that day or that week. One of the things that I celebrated the other day was doing my first solo podcast episode. And even though that is a big deal, like that's a big accomplishment for me what i really celebrated was after i finished my first episode i looked down and realized that i forgot to turn the mic on and it didn't record any sound i couldn't believe that i did that it felt like such a rookie move so the celebration for me was i regrouped i didn't let that stop me I took a little break, and then I came back, I turned on the mic, and I did the episode all over again. So that was a win in my book. And I just want you to make sure that you're celebrating your wins, too. And when... Oh, and you know when this is a good time to reflect and celebrate those wins? before you go to bed. So instead of spending your time overthinking about every bad thing that's ever happened to you that day or 10 years ago or what might happen in the next 10 years, you know how we do, that might be the time to practice some gratitude and focus in and reflect on those simple wins from your day. If you are doing that and you're still struggling to fall asleep and you're just going down this guilt trip lane, what helps me personally is playing a show on my phone in the background that I've seen like a million times that's lighthearted. I typically will play like The Office, King of Queens, or Everybody Loves Raymond. Without fail, I'm playing one of those when I lay down for bed because it's not, it's not something I need to completely focus on, but it's familiar enough and something funny that keeps my mind from wandering. I also play Tetris. It's a fun game for me to play that needs some of my mental focus and that also helps me keep my mind from wandering. So the good news is that you, you don't need to do all of these things all at once to start. Just pick one thing, start small. So if this feels overwhelming, maybe the first thing that you do is limit your social media and see how you feel doing that. Then slowly start to introduce some of these other things into your routine. And a way you could pick which to start with is determining which area you're struggling with the most. That could be sleep for you. So overthinking before bed might be delaying the time that you get to sleep. The next thing you know, it's 1 a.m. and you have to be up at 5 a.m. for work or to get the kids ready for school. So sleep is so important for our overall physical and mental health. Deep sleep is where our bodies heal and recover so if you're not getting many hours of sleep at night, then my suggestion would be for you to start there. It's amazing the things that we can accomplish in a day when we're rested. Um, so into implementing these things can overall reduce the impact it has on our self-esteem, our overall well-being, and lead us to feeling more fulfilled in our lives. I really hope that this is helpful and that you could take some time to prioritize yourself this week and try some of these things out and let me know how it goes. I would love to connect and hear how these things are going for you. So I cannot wait to meet with you guys next week. I'll see you then. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Landing Imperfect. I truly appreciate you being a part of this community and sharing this journey with me. If you'd like to connect further and continue the conversation, you can find me on Instagram at Jen.Lander and on Facebook at Jenlander. I'd love to hear your thoughts and questions or stories, so don't hesitate to reach out. And remember, this podcast is a personal project. It's unrelated to the full-time work I do for the company I help treat those with eating disorders. While I aim to provide professional and educational inspirational content, it's important to understand that the podcast is not a substitute for professional treatment. So if you or someone that you know is struggling with any issues I've discussed, please consider seeking the help of a qualified healthcare professional. And I'll be back with another episode next week. So stay tuned and continue your journey to personal growth and empowerment. Can't wait to connect with you again. Until then, take care. And remember, it's okay to embrace your imperfections. They make you the amazing person that you are. See you next week.